0: everybody welcome to recap uh we are recapping movies in the past and you know kind of talking about when we see that for the first time and we're watching it now to see if it still holds up i am your host the enlightened and excited one eddie v joining me is the gunner hunter himself mr LaRon d hey
1: everybody what's going on yes as you can see
0: (laughs) and uh this is the pilot episode and i kind of wanted to do this one because you know we we have the movie commentaries we jesse and corey like we did the ninja turtles which you guys really should check out the first one yes uh we recorded the first one and we had a great time but we're we're gonna be uh, talking about uh, Ghost in the Shell, the 1995 movie, and I'm going to give this history to Leroy because he knows it. He was he was going in. I was just like, no. uh, <laughs> so Leroy, take it away.
1: All right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, Leroy Dawkins here. Uh, I will give I will give all my all my contact information now uh, uh, as we get towards the end of this. But uh, yeah, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Now, I am a fan. I am I am a fan of Ghost in the Shell. Uh, uh, the original Ghost in the Shell animated movie came out in 1995. It was uh, it was published by Manga Entertainment at the time. And Manga Entertainment was a big company back then. As a matter of fact, yes. they were uh, cause shoot, you had you had manga entertainment and then I want to say fun. Yeah. Funimation studios was out there too. Funimation was out there too. And they were the main two contenders that was bringing all the anime out there. But it seemed, but it seemed like it seemed like, manga entertainment kind of played in the safe zone with some of the stuff they did and they started getting a little more risque and stuff and we wound up with, with things like like uh like like ghost in the shell for example we also got we also got titles like ninja scroll and things like that but 1995 uh Shiro's uh graphic novel for ghost in the shell uh, you know <clears throat> gets worked on and becomes a full-fledged animated movie and at the time, in 1995, I was in my fir- I was in the middle of my first enlistment in the Navy, and I was actually out to sea when I started hearing that Ghost in the Shell was coming, and and I knew about Masamune Shirow's work because uh, he used to put out. He used to put out like like big big like and they were kind of like they're kind of like graphic graphic uh, illustration books, but mm-hmm. they weren't actual comics or or or, or uh, manga comics. They were just yes. like. All these designs, because uh, this guy's heavy into cyborgs and, and robots and stuff like that. And and so, like, the cyberpunk elements and stuff that you see in Ghost in the Shell had a life of its own before before Ghost in the Shell. And um, so I was already familiar with it. And then when I saw, like, the first trailer, I can't remember where I w- – I can't remember what anime I was watching when I saw the trailer for Ghost in the Shell for the movie. But I saw it, and, and I just saw a clip of the artwork. Before they even said the name, I was like, that looks like Masa Munishiro it looks like Masamune Shiro and sure enough as we saw more of it we saw them assembling the robotic parts that made the major i was like yes i was like oh my god and then it says Ghost in the Shell coming soon and i was like oh i got it i got to see i have to see this
0: and see i was 15 going into high school and i di- i didn't know uh uh Masamune i didn't know Ghost in the Shell i've had, i had never heard of it but i once again public access anime TV <laughs> and I, I'm watching it because it was subtitled someone they didn't dub it they subtitled it and uh oh. I was just like what is this and I remember just sitting down watching it and I was young and didn't really understand but I was watching this anime that I had never seen like nobody was doing what it was doing at that time Um, even though I, was, I somehow end up seeing Akira and Rama and stuff like that I was just like This is a whole nother level And I'm like I I didn't know what to consider it as Like I And at that time I didn't think about cyberpunk or anything Only thing that I knew about cyberpunk Was the movie Cyborg With Jean-Claude Van Damme Oh wow so and i i didn't do i didn't know nothing about cyborg i didn't know nothing about steampunk like it was it was nothing
1: because i didn't even watch Blade Runner i haven't even seen that yet but oh I, man it, right but well I, ended up, I mean Blade Runner is one of those ones like if for a lot of people they don't if they didn't catch it when it was new like it it, it became something it became like an afterthought later and most people most people hadn't seen the original Blade Runner until like the new the sequel came out it's a lot of people. Um,
0: and i i'm i put on twitter uh i was just like um konami please re-release snatcher because the sega Genesis, the it sega was. cd the sega cd version of snatcher um that's one of hideo kojima's projects yes that, yeah you know and The influence of it came from Blade Runner, Mm -hmm. Um, and Blade Runner is a like adaptation for uh, when sheep dream of when electronic sheep uh, do dreaming or something like that. Yeah, it was it was kind of adapted from that book.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, and I was just like. Oh wow! Like, and I knew nothing about that. And of course, we got Cyberpunk now coming whenever they feel like uh, releasing it.
1: Hey, hey, um, hey, hey, hey! Don't, don't, don't talk bad about that game.
0: Everybody got Rick Rolled yesterday. So at the time of this recording.
1: Oh okay 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 okay. Uh, it, the 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 collected work, the the illustration book that I was that I was thinking about. I had to look it up. Yes. called it was called Intron Depot. It came out in '92, and I remember and I remember seeing it because uh because I'm an army brat, so I grew up all over the place, and I remember seeing this book in one of the random bookstores when we were traveling, but never bought it. But it was one of those things where it's where I was or I was I, I stayed in that bookstore like looking at that thing for hours before my mom finally like, fished me out of the out of the mall and we had to, and we had to go. <laughs> But uh, that's kind of what set me on to um, to Masamune Shiro, and then um, and then you know his manga works like you know like he started with Black Magic, which uh, that that got adapted into an uh, into an actual OAV called Black Magic M sixty six, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh And then in then Appleseed. That's actually that's actually his start. Can uh, I tell you that is on my list to watch? I still have. Are you going to Apple watch Seed. the original Appleseeds, or are you going to watch the 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 new stuff?
0: I may have to start literally from the beginning.
1: I would say watch the new stuff because you'll get a better appreciation for like the original stuff from mm-hmm. the, from from the from the early nineties at, at at that point. Okay. Um. And then um. And then Dominion, which is called Dominion Tank Police. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Uh. And, and then and then you know so like let's see so if you follow if you follow manga works like it was Black Magic in eighty three Appleseed Appleseed manga run ran from eighty five to eighty nine dominion ran from 85 to 86 so it was a short-lived one ghost in the shell the original manga run for ghost in the shell was only from 89 to 90 and then um and then you had other projects that came out later like you had uh you had ghost in the shell 1.5 which ran from 91 to 96 uh dominion conflict which was more of dominion tank police ran from 92 to 93 ghost in the shell 2 man Man machine interface which was actually parts of it was adapted for the uh, for the ghost in the shell the second the second movie uh that yes. came out that and that came out in ninety-seven. And then um and then there was also Pandora in the Crimson Shell, which is another which was a concept for go for another ghost in the shell. I I never I don't know too much about it, but I want to say it was a concept for sure. I know that, but I'm not sure if it was a concept for for a spinoff or what. And then um and then so, you know, like basically basically anyone that knew Masamune Shiro knew him from his manga works. So from from the early eighties all the way through until like some of the stuff got adapted into actual anime and OAVs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And Ghost in the Shell itself came out in ninety-five. In and uh and so uh let's see, uh anime. There we go. All right. As a matter of fact, I'm okay, I'm am I wrong here? No, no, no. Okay, something's not right here. Okay. Black Magic M66 came out in 87. That was the first that was that was one of the first ones that was that was that was adapted from his manga works. Yes. Appleseed came out in ninety eight. Dominion came out in in eighty eight as well. And then New Dominion Tank Police came out in nineteen ninety. And uh and some other ones, um, like he was um like he was a he was a he was a mecha and character designer for uh for landlock and gundress. Uh tank police uh actually, you know, I I'm gonna gloss over that one. Um Gus Shell. Okay. All right, yeah. So it's weird because uh, I'm on Wikipedia right now. Wikipedia has it kind of like <laughs> has kind of all over the place because they consider they consider Ghost in the Shell an actual movie, an actual film. So mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell was 95. Ghost in the Shell Two Innocence was 2004. Appleseed, which was the which was the reboot of uh, the reboot of the Appleseed uh, a- a- anime. Uh, yeah, came out in two thousand four, and that was that was full CG, and that's kind of, that's worthy inspiration for Ghost in the Shell as SAC twenty forty five happened. It came from uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Uh, Solid State Society is two thousand six. That was the that was the conclusion to Ghost in the Shell standalone complex uh, seasons one and two. Yeah, and then Appleseed Ex Machina, Appleseed Alpha, which technically Alpha feels like another reboot of Appleseed, but it, it still closely follows the original storyline. And then, um, and then you have uh, Ghost in the Shell: Arise, and Ghost in the Shell: the new, uh, Ghost the Shell: the new movie, which was the conclusion to Ghost in the Shell: Arise. So, going back to because
0: because Ghost in the, Ghost in the Shell: Innocence was that the second movie? That was technically the second movie. Okay. Because yeah. I know. He, I know they was just like he didn't consider one of them as not the not the sequel to Ghost in the Shell. It wasn't no,
1: like, no, uh, he considers he can uh, master Shiro himself considers Ghost in the Shell standalone complex as the sequel to Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. So yes. So a lot of anime talk, a lot of stuff that you guys really should go check out and watch. Like, Even if you gotta go buy it or go rent it and stuff, do give it, guys, uh, a look. So, Ghost in the Shell. So, this movie starts out where we meet Major uh, Monoko Kusanagi, um, and she has her viruses on and she's listening to uh this um these two people talk and then you see police guy right come. Um and while talking, you know, she gets up and then uh she's talking to the chief, I believe. Yes. Um, and so she takes her clothes off and she's pretty much naked. <laughs> so you see booze and you don't you see the actually, body part but you don't Actually, that see was
1: it. a actually that was a high polymer suit that she was wearing. Okay. It looked yeah. like See her
0: boobs, her
1: her. I mean, I mean, the way they drew it, the way they drew it was it was very ambiguous. They drew it like, oh, she's naked, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's in the, and I think that's another reason why people in the West like loved it because they were seeing, they were just seeing like nakedness, you know, and they thought they were seeing nakedness. One, it was a high polymer suit. Like I just, I just watched it earlier this afternoon, uh, uh, just just so I was, <laughs> I, just so so I was really fresh. Uh, but yeah, it was a high polymer suit uh, designed for camouflage. Yeah. uh... So- she's Uh, monitoring she's monitoring a a situation where where a where a japanese national is is trying to defect out of the country but he's uh but he's like he's a high level because he has a he has a lot of background in technology and stuff like that and so um they didn't they didn't say who the benefactor was that he was trying to defect to they didn't say what country he was going to but she's monitoring all of this and uh and she party crashes it in the in the best way in in one of the best bloodiest ways possible because the police show up on the scene and the yes. thugs and the thugs and the thugs get a little trigger happy and shoot at the police but don't but don't actually start violence
0: right and there's a man that tells them not to shoot and stuff he, yeah. you know um before all of, you see all of that and uh the major um for people who know her and uh, know who watched Complex, they call her Major, Matoku. Um, she fa- She turns around and falls back. And when she falls, she starts to camouflage. Um, and then just like you said, everything happens and um, he's uh, the one guy, Alderman, is telling people that he has immunity and uh, you know, he has the papers for uh, data or D A I C A. I think it's Daito, or D- it may be data, uh, in Japanese. Um, telling him uh, was, that you know, Dido. Dido. Okay. We're telling him that you know, he's protected. You know, you guys can't do nothing uh, to him and everything. Uh, and he'll have these his papers and stuff because uh, he was trying to get him asylum, yeah. uh, political asylum.
1: Um, but we all know. But technically, from the way the conversation was going, it was to, it was basically to be able to like do espionage and steal secrets. Yes, so
0: um, you uh, he uh, all you see all the cops looking at this order man, and then you hear Major uh, say, "Oh, so that's the so that's how the way it is. Pop, 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 and the animation is is that all this blood and flesh
1: that guy's is out. torso that guy's torso just like it's shredded
0: <laughs> exactly and i was just like okay was he now i have a question for you was he uh a
1: cyborg or was he still human he had a cyberized body there was a there was a good part of him that was that of course there was still still organic but he had a cyberized body
0: okay so he gets popped they all went to the window and they see the major just slowly falling. And while she falls, she camouflages back up. And then it gets into the uh, intro section in the greatness. But yeah, wait.
1: whatever she shot him with, because the bullet hit him in the center of the head. Yes, and um, and next thing you know, like he's like convulsing and stuff. And all of a sudden, his entire upper half of his body just explodes. So whatever she shot him with, I, I'm just gonna call it a smart bullet. Because it tore him up. Because she. Because okay, so um,
0: to explain a little bit about Ghost in the shell is that the brain is kind of the
1: ghost, I think. Or it's okay. Where they're at. Where they're at in, in that day and age of cybernetics and things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like given that, given that humanity is so intertwined with cybernetics and stuff now. That your that your original consciousness, what we would call your soul, it can actually elevate and transcend into the electronic realm or domain. And it and if and if your and if your personality has has a deep enough has a deep enough consciousness, they call it the ghost. Because even if you are dead, if you're if, if a piece of your ghost is still online in cyberspace, like you're technically still alive. Yeah, and that's kind of and it, that's and that's kind of what segues into the whole thing of the of the puppet master.
0: Yes, because the shell is the body that it is in yes. and stuff, and so it um, it's more of a more it has some philosophy things, not so much religious things. It's more of a philosophy thing. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the credits, and you see everybody who like directed and made the movie, and you see major getting created, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was looking I was uh, looking at it uh, and listening to the music that they used this old Japanese kind of chanting to it. Mm-hmm. and stuff so while everything is going on and it's kind of like it, it has a metric style kind of intro where it's showing all of these numbers and data and it goes into who, who you know who worked on the project and then it goes into the animation um, and each of them are like it's showing the brain in 3D being like scanned um, it's showing her body coming in with the skin and stuff and you know it keeps transferring from piece to piece and everything um and it, it's just such a cool intro. And you just like so th- when you watch it, if you watch it for the first time, you'll be like, oh, so this is how she is getting she how she's getting made. Um and then it goes into the movie and stuff. Um and then it gets it goes to where she's in her apartment. Um and this this movie has some long time stills <laughs> it's just like, yes it does Cause like she opens up her window And she's looking out at the, uh, at the city And it's this light coming in That has just shows everything in shadow And then she gets up She leaves And you still see the city This is about 5-7 seconds That go on before she Comes back She really don't have to take no bath Cause she's in a cyborg body Yep so, uh, and she leaves there, you see her kind of walk out, but you still see the shadow and it's still the scene in the background with the light. And then she closes the door, uh, she gets to, kind of to the door and you still see it silent still. And then mm-hmm. it cuts off. Um. What was your thoughts like in the first kind of like 15,
1: 30 minutes of the movie? Um, Okay. The one thing I will say is that they want to let you know they want the they want you to concentrate heavily on the fact that she is a cyborg, cyborg a cybernetic mm-hmm. organism. I do like given that I know so much about Ghost in the Shell now from like all the all the episodes of the Standalone Complex, the new Netflix series and everything. I know a lot more now, so I I appreciate like the stuff that they did in the original movie even more. Yes. Because uh, the one thing I will say is even though they want you to know that she's a cyborg, they want you to use your own imagination for what she's about and why she's here and things like that. And uh, and the beauty of that entire like opening sequence was just amazing, like you know, seeing her cyber brain, you know, being being and 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 in my understanding now, based off of what I know about Ghost Michelle, the like they were scanning her cyber brain to make sure that her brain case was properly molded to fit it right. Mm-hmm. Because um because well a lot of people don't know and you and you and you learn about you learn about her history in the second season the standalone complex is that um is that she's been a cyborg for a very long time she's been a cyborg since she was a kid and uh and you learn that when they cyberize bodies that young of course the brain is still growing and stuff like that so it's mm-hmm. constantly a it's, it's constant issue of they have to resize the body you know make sure that you know what's organic you know is left of them is actually able to grow. And stuff like that. So um so yeah, so and there's a lot and the one thing I do love about the Ghost in the Shell movie is that all the other all the other stuff that comes out behind it, the the standalone complex series, even Arise and stuff like that, they have all sorts of call outs to like the this original movie because the part where she wakes up in the bed and she's just laying on the pillow and she's looking at her hand that's like open in front of her and stuff like that. Yeah. You see that you see that again and again in Standalone Complex. You see that again and again in um in uh solid state society the the final movie and stuff like that, and it's just it was just gorgeous and amazing and that music that music for the for the uncultured person they're just gonna think it's just some really creepy music and stuff like that but uh mm-hmm. but but I don't understand anything about the chanting music, but what i but what I feel like is like this is like an homage to the soul that is that is that represents the major
0: yes um. It's uh, it. What they use it so well in this movie because there are times where action is happening and everything is really silent from the characters, but this chattiness happening and there's yeah, we hear that section. we hear that
1: song three different times in the movie. Like we hear the first, we hear the first. We hear the first time in the, in the opening. We mm. hear it again, like, kind of like towards the middle. So it almost feels like an intermission. And then we hear it one more time right before the final battle happens.
0: Yes, because there's, like, different parts of the city that's going on, but different folks walking. And uh, Mudoko, she kind of, at one point, like, she's on a bus or something or a ship. And she, like, sees herself. Uh, in like a cafeteria or something. Like there was a lady that was looking down at her, and it was just all of these things going and this music playing. You're trying to wonder, like, what is going on? And in a sense,
1: completely artistic. Yes. The crazy part. Even though you look at the anime stuff from '95, and a lot of people, you know, in this day and age, are like, oh, you know, it's just a cartoon movie, you know. But it was very artistic.
0: Yes, it's. It's so good. Uh, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> you know, I probably know where I'm going to go with this one. Um, so a guy is using uh, the telephone, and he got this card from this man. And you know, he is he used it on this the system and points it in, and I guess it was to um, help him find who his wife was cheating on, and you know, getting a divorce and stuff. Uh, And they couldn't figure out what was going on Because, you know The puppet master that they was looking for Was kind of like moving around so fast Every seven seconds He wasn't in the same place So this guy gets him back into this garbage truck With this one guy Um, And they pass through And they're tracking him and stuff And they get to one point where this other man He is doing the same thing But the... uh, 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 Togasa, who was following them, the uh, garbage can people, uh, the garbage person moves to the, uh, and when you're watching it, he moves to the right, and the guy sees Togusa following him, and next thing you know, he pulls out his gun and everything. And, uh, they're all. his
1: his partner out.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so, um, everything happens uh like this is a big action thing um Togasa like car gets hit and it falls over and stuff uh and the man is on the run and he's using the same suit or same kind of tech that uh motocode used in the first part of the movie major and so they're cha- um uh, um, Bato, who is a gun specialist, military kind of specialist, um, he is tracking him. Uh, this one guy, and he has these eyes that could do like infrared stuff and look for people. And you kind of see that the man who shot at togasa, um, this human cop, uh he kind of sees that the guy's suit is like flashing. So it looks like it's running out of power or something. And uh, Bato says, get out the way and start shooting at him and everything. So it's a big action scene, but the guy ends up losing his suit. You know, it ends up um, coming to where he gets revealed. And he's the guy, the enemy's still running. Bato loses him, but Major notices him. And this is probably one of the most iconic fights or animation that you will ever see. He's in the water, and uh, Major starts kicking his tail. And you can (laughs) see a little bit of it, like he's twisting his hand and everything. And there's one point that uh, she hits him, he's in the water, and you see her shadow. And stuff, like she's doing some Chun-Li whirlwind kick kind of stuff Yeah, And it's just like, how How do you Like, even think About this invisible uh, Enemy, or this invisible Hero, fighting this Enemy, like how did you do that In animation? Because they mix, for Ghost in the Shell They mix computer animation uh, CGI with Cell shade animation, hand drawn Cell shade animation
1: I will say uh, you know for 1995 they did an amazing job with mm-hmm. that with that scene for 1995 because uh and and honestly and all in all honesty the um what they did that was pioneering that was pioneering like it changed it cha- it actually introduced computer uh, computer graphics into anime like we we saw after Ghost in the show, we saw more and more instances of computerized graphics. Like in uh, one of the early ones I can think of is Macross Plus, which is a uh, which is which is a sequel to Super Dimension Fort- uh, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, which is uh, of course is mm-hmm. Robotech So to to, to, us, to us uncultured swine over here in the United States. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, but. That was one of the first things I can think of where I saw like, you know, more, you know, like computer generated graphics on top of animated and, you know, hand drawn animation cells and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and and so, yeah, that that fight scene. Uh, it was like watching it was like watching a ballerina, you know, at a, in the middle in the middle of like one of those country hoedowns. Like that was basically yeah. look <laughs> because she was making that guy. She was making that guy look like he was like rudimentary kung fu. <laughs> While yes. she was crushing tiger, hitting dragon, <laughs> yeah. so we
0: find out the guy' brain has been hacked because they and, they started asking- not just
1: not just that guy though the other guy too the guy the garbage collector guy was, was his cyber brain was also hacked.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they call it they consider it as ghost hacked. Yeah. Um and they and they were just like, I bet you you can't even remember your name or what kind of memories you had and. Or, here. or because, like or
1: like who your mother was and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, memories
1: plays a big part in the series. Like the guy the guy that was trying to find out who his wife was cheating on didn't even have a wife.
0: <laughs> yes. And so because the ghost hack wanted him to see see something and uh I think it's Bato um, or it might be uh uh Tagasa, he pulls on the picture and shows that there was a dog and the man himself. There was no wife was or children. No wife. So it was just like, wow. Um and then the movie kind of uh, kind of goes on, and there's a point where uh, Major jumps into the water and she takes a swim, and Bato is with them, um, and they have this kind of talk and um, she tells him that, you know, when she goes into the water, she, you know, it's like despair, anger, it's just like fear. It's just all of this stuff. Um, every time she goes into the water and swim, cause he was just like, what does it feel like to, uh, swim in the ocean, you know, take a dive and in a
1: body in a body that you literally sink to the bottom. <laughs>
0: Yes, and she's just like, well, you should know you're you've been in the military, and he was just like, not these swimming pools and stuff, like a ocean, like an actual open body of water where you can get lost. Yes, um, and they end up drinking the beer, which I when I when I I didn't realize this that the that their bodies metabolize the alcohol to the point where they don't even get drunk. Yeah, like they take the alcohol and didn't know that. Like, I missed that. I did not catch that the first time I watched this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Um. I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I didn't think about that either the very first time I watched the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, they have the beer, you know. They didn't realize, oh, they can't get drunk. <laughs> right. Like, like what, are they, what are they doing? Are they just enjoying the fizz? <laughs>
0: right, because I was just like, where does the... where? Because you never see them eat, or you never see them really drink. Well, drinking, yes. But you don't really see them eating anything. So it's just like...
1: Is there nourishment for them? You know them? what? You know what? It's crazy now. That I think about it because now I think about it, like how do they keep their bodies from overheating. Yes, I I almost feel like I almost feel like these cyberized bodies of theirs have to be like walking like nuclear arsenals and stuff because like because like where are they getting their power from? You know how are they cooling that power? Because we think of we think of localized power sources like that, and we're thinking nuclear reactors where you have to have like like water to super cool like the the components and stuff like that you know what, I need to get through, I need to get into the science behind, behind these cybernetic bodies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you would find it very interesting.
1: I know some people have been trying to do that in, like, real life, and I'm like, uh. Well, here's the thing, well, here's the thing about it, you've got, okay, so in the Ghost in the Shell continuity, you've got, you've got humans, which basically they're 100% natural, organic, don't have any type of, you know, like, like, cybernetics in them. You've Uh got, You've got you've got human you've got human augments, which basically they've started getting some cybernetics. There has been you know, but it's really minor, like cybernetics, like you know, like like you know, like some of just implants stuff like that. Then you've got actual, Then you've got cyborgs, which are which m- the majority of their body is more cybernetic than than human. And then you've got full body prosthetics, which basically ninety plus percent of their body is is full cybernetics and only certain aspects of their body is still left you know parts that are left over it's almost like like characters like characters like um like characters like Bato and Kusanagi for example
0: mm-hmm. they
1: the easiest way I can to describe how they are to anybody that that can't get the concept of it is think of general grievous from a uh, from um from revenge of the sith okay like like his like his like his heart his lungs his heart, his lungs, his eyeballs, and his brain were the only thing left in his body. Left of his body, everything else was in that cyber that cyborg husk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they end. They're
1: researching this um, female that they captured. Um, Actually, they- no, it wasn't so much that she was captured. She got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that it. You don't realize that until like later on in the movie. Cause yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, because, um, we find out that, um, uh, a little bit later, and this is kind of a spoiler alert, so if you don't want to, like, kind of hear it, but th- this this is kind of the plot of the movie. Um, the puppet master is taking refuge into, um, this female, and the reason why is that he was trying to escape Section 6 so he could be In section 9 mm-hmm. So but you end up Seeing that uh the truck Ran over um Like ran over the, Uh the woman and stuff the, and, Yeah the body that the body that he Was possessing yes So it plays A part into the actual Intro of the movie Cause data or uh, Dida Dido. Um, Dido. Dido, he had played a part in the puppet master being into this body, I believe yeah
1: yeah yeah as a matter of fact yeah uh, well that whole that whole thing that was going down with the whole asylum uh, uh, asylum thing that was that technically la- led back to section nine having that body in the first place because uh because she was a um well she I want to say she was an interpreter she was interpreter for mm. she was an interpreter for the ambassador. Yes, yes, she was interpreted for the for the ambassador, and that's an, and that's another thing that 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 repeats itself throughout the entire continuity of just Ghost in the Shell. Like, like, like somehow, like some assistant to some important person is always getting accosted, or, <laughs> or right, <laughs>
0: and, and and it was always the people that Section Nine or the government that they've been working for mm-hmm. is is like it's this corruption, um for it. and you, and you don't realize that it was section 6 they mainly was just trying to get the body back
1: yeah uh yeah uh, and, and the puppet master is fleeing section 6 and he's actually and he's actually trying to use section 9 to gain his own version of asylum
0: yes so um a little bit happens uh where um uh they they're going to go do some more research and everything and um they hear about project 2501 um and so uh um Togusa is going to one section uh i think he's joining um uh Bato uh with something um, the major, because yeah, uh,
1: she... the major, she goes off on her own to conduct her own investigation, which that's, yes. that's a, that's a hallmark of her character, by the way. <laughs> yes, she, she always likes to work alone.
0: Yes. And so after that, um, while they're walking, they kind of see uh, a man named Nuka, I think it's Nuka
1: um, uh no 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 that's not his name uh, uh no uh crap what's his name because he's um he technically technically him and him and R Markey work together but they're in different they're in different departments and uh and the major she walks past him and she gives him the stink eye because she recognizes the guy but she but she doesn't quite f- know where he fits in uh, yeah what was his name I can't remember his name right now uh crap because it was it starts with an N. He's a uh, he's, part, he's from the for, he's the foreign minister of affairs. Wait, no, no, he's a representative of the foreign foreign minister of affairs. That he's a representative.
0: Yeah, I I thought that he was
1: um part of uh section six. He is, yeah, he is, but he was representing. Oh God, Sinam Nakamura, Nakamura, no, Nakamura, that's what his name is. Okay, Nakamura. yes, She's so, Nakamura.
0: So, yes, and the guy with him. We find out later is named Doctor Willis. Yes. Um, for it, and it was kind of cool to see that part. Okay, so he goes in because they're trying to get the body back and everything, mm-hmm. and you kind of get revealed that uh the puppet master is there in this body, kind of talking. Um, but before all of that gets revealed, because they was dismantling the body to find out, you know, different parts for it. Um, Doctor Willis hands stretched out and they starts typing real
1: fast. Oh it yeah. Like, oh, oh, but but hold on. We got also also there was something. Togusa, Togusa realized something was up because as him and Bato were getting in the car, he he was thinking about their their encounter in the elevator. And he was like, "Wait." He he ran a replay of the log, and he noticed that the elevator stayed open longer than it was supposed to, just for two people walking out of the elevator.
0: Yeah, because it was just like um, they they see two cars. He see two cars. And then he uh, he was scanning chunks doing the video, like, send me the video. And so he was watching the video, and then he was just like infrared something or like uh, uh, system pressure um, it. Yes. And yeah, the guy, uh, yeah, like, oh.
1: like the weight was over 500 kilograms. Yes.
0: Okay. So that was really odd. I mean, that was cool detective work on uh, Talk Us Apart because you like, you know, he was a detective mm-hmm. um, as a cop. It was just like, how does this play a
1: part into what's going on? Well, you, uh, that honestly, that's the first time that you know, like we we the audience get the idea that there's a conspiracy afoot in like this whole storyline. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we're just thinking it's it's just straight cyber terrorism, and that some hacker is just going nuts. But uh, but then uh, but you know like if it wasn't for Togus' re- revelation about the elevator, you know we wouldn't we wouldn't even realize that there was a scandal going on, you know, somewhere coming from the top down.
0: Yes, so um, they end up getting, uh, well, actually they end up getting an attacked, and someone steals the body. Yeah. Um, and you kind of see them still using that invisible tech, uh, and th- that was the kind of the funny thing is because it was. Doors are blowing up, and you see smoke and stuff. And it's and this kind of cheap animation, in a sense, because you don't actually see the body getting taken and them dipping off.
1: Oh, but of course, but of course, they wait until after the puppeteer finally reveals reveals himself. Uh, yes. they they, they it, it all jumps off after that because they're trying to bring the, they're trying to bring what's left of the uh, of the female si- uh, cybernetic body online, and that's when that's when uh, a, a virtual hacking intrusion happens, and then the puppeteer comes online.
0: Right, because they they find out that the uh the female the interpreter that they have has a ghost in
1: them. Yes.
0: Yeah, and, and they're trying to figure out who's this ghost, and if we could find out who it is, it might crack the case. Yeah. And everything, and so they go in. Uh, they they uh, the body is in one car, um, and T- uh, Togusa is like, this is kind of funny cuz you think it's going to be like a magnum kind of gun and you hear the sound effects and it is like, it not like a toy gun
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah his Ma- his mataba
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: just like pew 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 uh, right yeah i was like i was like man i'm like i'm like thank god when uh when standalone complex came out they they gave that gun a huskier a huskier sound <laughs>
0: yeah so he Tokusa is a uh cuz the car is is turning around and he shoots the uh, he shoots the car and it has a tracker in it. Yeah, tracker. So yeah. so it was just like, okay, I see the sound effect that's going for the gun because it was a tracker. <laughs> it sounded so funny dude. Yeah, it did.
1: It did. It, it did. <laughs> I was <laughs> like I was like, what's
0: he backing? Because <laughs> the thing about it, you hear it, it looks like a revolver and you hear all the bullets in like the clicking It sounds like a real gun. Yeah, and yeah. then
1: he's shooting, and it's just like huh? and he's shooting dummies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh Togoso tells um the major that um The track you is know, in place. Yeah. So they're following them. Um and you see uh Chief uh uh An- Amanaki. R- R- Aramaki. Aramaki. Um he is in is in standalone complex, it's in the rise, he's in a room with all these female, I believe
1: they're cyborgs too. They're- no no they they're just straight ro- they're just straight robots. Okay, because they, yeah. they all Oh yeah, that's today. the other that's the other thing. That's the other hierarchy too. Like there's like there's 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 there's, there's robots and there's androids. Um uh like the those women, those women there behind the consoles and stuff, they're complete yes. robots. They're robotic constructs. They have very limited artificial intelligence. Uh later on later on we we learn about but we don't learn about it in this movie but later on as Ghost in the Shell the universe gets fleshed out we learn about cyborgs and android well not not cyborgs I'm sorry androids uh, mm-hmm. because there's a there there's a character called Proto which is short for prototype because yeah. he is he is the newest model of of that android series but uh, yeah those yeah those 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 ladies in the red in the red in the red jackets those are those are all robots
0: cuz even the standalone complex, even in the Rise, that room is
1: red. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and and I just love, I just love how the Tachikomas always screw with them, with them ladies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even touched on the Tachikomas. There,
1: or well, they weren't even in this.
0: <laughs> well, the idea of them was close to at the end, cause uh, yeah, and. But we're not there yet, Um, and so they're going to, you know, try to. Because Bato, he shoots the driver, and his ribs came out when he shoot.
1: I was just like, did he kill him? You know what? I the one thing I will say about like eighties and nineties nineties anime is that when they went for violence, they gave you violence. Oh, oh! It's. I mean, it, we 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 we're talking about stuff as far back as freaking Vampire Hunter d and Fist of the North Star. Like, you want some blood and guts? You, the 80s and 90s anime you, like slams you with it, and 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 I appreciate it because the stuff that we have now, yeah, it's, it's graphic, but it's not like ooh, like it's like it's, it's not like you feel it in your soul when somebody right. But someone gets gets annihilated.
0: So the the only close thing that I could really say, and you may agree with this, is Cat the Casavella anime. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. That one is a bloody as ever, yeah. and it's just like, see, yeah, someone studied the uh, Omega Entertainment.
1: <laughs> movie <laughs> yeah,
0: because because if you. Cause that was the one thing about Mega Entertainment—they were going for the crazy, insane, but yet good stuff. Yeah, and when they
1: were th- trying to, when when manga was starting to horn in on Funimation's uh, stranglehold on on freaking anime at the time, like they they're like, hey, give us give us the stuff that Funimation was scared to scared to uh, to give up.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: it may look
0: cute or it may look interesting on the outside, but it's a whole new world. Ninja Scroll. <laughs> oh man! Sign up for folks Ninja getting, Scroll. Folks are getting eviscerated in, uh, okay. in Ninja so,
1: Scroll.
0: <laughs> I'm I just say this, and this is the intro for Ninja Scroll because we're going to do an episode on this. There's this rock man who ha, uh, has kidnapped this princess, and he is feasting on the princess <laughs> between her legs, and. She's just like uh, you know, trying to get away, and, and he then, was
1: like, he was like, he was like, "Don't think I won't rip a corpse." <laughs> right? <laughs> he told her, I, "I will kill you and still use your body." <laughs> yes, and so and then he goes back
0: into feasting on her, and she's just looking and everything. And uh, the hero, he's based off a of famous uh, samurai or ronin I think.
1: Actually, um, actually, the based off of Jubei. Uh, Jubei, yeah, yes. I, I, You know that's the one thing I liked about Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll actually actually romanticized a lot of the of the Japanese folklore heroes because Jubei mm-hmm. uh Dakawan, which you know the little the little guy with the with the hat, you know, yes, <laughs> you know, and the and the, and the and the three ring staff. Um, uh, yeah, there was. And it's funny, is like there's so many, there's so many references into that that you know, like I, I latched onto it because I used to play Samurai Showdown, the, the old the old k fighting yes, game. Yes. And that's where a lot of those characters like jumped off of me. I was like, oh <laughs> yes.
0: And so uh Jube is in the corner, like telling the this, the guy who's feasting on the, the female ninja, uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing that and stuff. And uh yes. next thing you know they get into a fight because he's this big rock dude who um, swipes at Jubei and misses him and then they end up fighting and
1: Yeah, he has he, one of those double he has one of those double edged swords like what Thanos had in freaking uh Endgame. <laughs> don't tell me you don't tell me tell me you saw Endgame. Which Endgame for The, the Final Marvel movie. Don't tell tell me you saw that.
0: Oh, yeah, I seen it. I
1: Yeah, you I, remember Thanos' sword? Oh yeah. Thank you. Okay. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, we, we, we don't need to go to intermission so I can curse you out right now, do I? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that after the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am like, mm, okay. Uh, no, so he throws, he throws uh, his double blade, and um, Jubay's hitting him, and the guy was just like, what the world is going on? Um, and not realizing because the guy, the enemy's not paying attention, uh, you know, after he hit him and like uh and everything, the sword comes and hits him dead on his head and the sword and the guy the sword's in his head and he falls down to the ground and the next thing you know he grabs Jube by the hand and stuff and his head is start sliding down <laughs> to the ground. And all you see is this blood. It's a and,
1: trail of blood.
0: Yes. So Ninja Scroll is on Hulu because it gets bunkers after yeah.
1: that yeah
0: and there is a little uh
1: love making scene that, that got animated you know what <laughs> i, I want to say i want to say ninja scroll was the first time that i that i that I'd heard like in an anime series them talk about gay and bisexual people i want i i believe it was because um i saw I saw ninja scroll when it was when it was new to the United States back in the 90s and stuff like that and that was the first time i heard i'd heard them talk about bisexuals and, and gay people and I was like Okay, I I wasn't quite ready for this, but keep talking. <laughs> yes, and yeah,
0: if if you're interested into like the crazy '90s anime ninja stuff, Ninja Scrolls to start.
1: Actually, I, I, I want to say that is like that's like a plus plus tier anime. Yes. yes, there there are times there are times, when I wonder why anime is not like this now. Who knows?
0: Who knows? And so uh back to back to Gus the shell. And so they uh uh the bodies the, the body's been stolen. Yeah, the body's been stolen. It's in the right sedan, um, and it goes into this building because like they found the other guys who stole it. They arrest the one guy who was in it, and Botsw, like I said, he blew up the other guy. Um, the major finds out where they're at, goes in and starts shooting at the car. Trying to figure out because the, the the car the, somehow they're they're in water um in the building and kind of find out that this is big tank thing that's protected it. Um yep. So they end up having a fight, uh and um major is kind of just like uh and this is weird because there was a guy that was in it, but he ended up disappearing.
1: Yeah, I yeah, that was the one thing that was the one thing I was like, is this a plot hole or what happened here? Right. I'm like, what happened to the animation set for this? So,
0: um, um, Major ends up, um, you know, jumping on. uh, She takes her clothes off um, and she runs and jumps
1: back into that invisibility mode.
0: Yeah, she jumps onto the tank thing and she just tries to rip this thing. Uh, head uh, ripped up the door and stuff and all you see is her muscles like abs her back like moving around like she is going for it and the thing about it is is that it rips her body apart
1: yeah she's she's doing so much force trying to crack this thing open that she is literally killing her i'm, I'm gonna say she's killing herself Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like she's basically she's basically dem- destroying her own body to try and get at what's inside.
0: Yes. So, um, they end up fighting uh the puppet master, and they end up fighting. You know, the puppet master is named by uh the major, and Bato was there because Bato had blew it up with some big yeah, he, like, he had
1: an anti tank gun. Oh, that's what it was. I was trying to figure out, like, what did he shoot him with? Like, Yeah, he had an anti-tank gun. (laughs) He said, I
0: had to go back to my car to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. And so, all of them are kind of connected together and, um... There is a reason, and at that point, I don't want to spoil it. I want everybody to see, uh, see it. Okay, um, good,
1: good, good. Okay, um, okay. I didn't know if we were going to actually talk about that part because we don't, we don't want to do heavy spoilers, but we just, we want to give enough yes. to like, to like say, hey, go watch this. Yes,
0: yes. And so um, there's some things that happen, and you kind of find out um, everything uh, gets explained. Um, and then you kind of see the ending, and you do see the city and it rises up and you hear the chenny music again and it is you have got to watch you have got to watch it <laughs> so um thoughts about it first um uh, and then we're going to rate this um uh,
1: <laughs> this movie okay so. so my thoughts on this um okay so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two perspectives on this. I'm gonna do this yes. as a person who first saw this thing for the first time in the '90s when it when it debuted, and then I'm gonna do it and then I'm gonna do it as a person who is an anime is an anime watcher in the year 2020. All right, so 1995, this movie blew me away. It blew me away. I was I'm already this big, immature, hyper nerd anyway. So like, so like animated movies were a thing for me back then. So and then, but you know, once I got into anime and stuff, and I've been I've been watching anime since like like early '80s anyway. But once I saw that anime was actually like a work of art over here, like Mm -hmm. things like Ghost in the Shell just elevated my whole experience. Uh, This movie, it had it had a lot going on for it. It it had it had it had an artistic flair about it. Yes. Uh, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Even though the soundtrack for a lot of people probably you know isn't their cup of tea. Like if even though and even though this is technically a sci-fi movie and stuff like that, and you would expect like a certain certain type of soundtrack. Yes. Them using the trad them using the traditional like tr- like you know like inspired you know Japanese like old school music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It worked and it, and it helped elevate the whole art and art style of the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and because, like I said, the channy when it's in that silent moment, it's just like yeah.
1: This makes it. It gave it a dramatic flair. It it grabs your attention. It grabs your attention, and so subconsciously you're like, I have to see what's happening here. I have to pay attention. Um, uh, what else? Oh, oh, you know, it's cyberpunk, so there's always going to be a level of violence and stuff like that. And even the violence, even as gory and is and is off the off out. Off the wall as it was, it still mm-hmm. fits. Be, you know, um, the voice acting. The voice acting was great too. Um, if you notice, if you notice, uh, because if people watch the newer Ghost in the Shell stuff, like a lot of the voice actors they got for the newer Ghost in the Shell stuff kind of take hints off of these actors here. Yes. Now, I I will say this: I do love standalone complexes. At you know, voice acting crew. Because they, they technically have been the voice of these characters since since uh since standalone complex they they mm-hmm. carried a lot of them were carried over to like the other random movies um a couple of them were in uh, arise and yeah they all, uh, the if, the voice player
0: voice character for major she is another character in it because I recognize her voice no, okay it's okay
1: like, uh, here we go okay so the voice the voice actor for the major in this movie uh her name is Elizabeth Maxwell. No, no, I'm sorry. Is it Elizabeth Maxwell something? is something Maxwell. Uh, Maybe? but uh, crap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ghost in the yeah. Shell, Ghost in the Shell. Let me see. The voice cast, the voice cast. Why isn't that telling me the okay? The voice cast. Here we go.
0: Mimi Woods was the English dubbing actor,
1: from, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but Mimi Woods, that's actually that's weird because because her. Because if I'm not okay, so who is in Horizon? Um, okay. Well, basically, 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 given that Ghost in the Shell arises the prequel to the entire Ghost in the Shell franchise, mm-hmm. they use a, they use a voice actor that played the same that played the same vocal stylings as as Motoko Kusanagi in the '95 Ghost in the Shell movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't realize it was two different actresses because, uh, Elizabeth Maxwell, she does a, but phenote- I think it's Elizabeth Maxwell. I can't, I, I know, I, her, I, think so. I know it's Mary think- Elizabeth McGlynn that does, uh, that does the voicing because she's also the voice of Nina Williams in Tekken. <laughs> oh, but, she uh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did, you, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of why Nina is still one of my favorite characters, even though I play of her sister more.
0: <laughs> I, I need to buy Tekken it was on sale and I forgot to do it.
1: Oh, come on. Oh, I, come on
0: <laughs> no, right. um right because in on content uh on complex um i believe she vo- when when she when i was watching *A rise and uh um, okay
1: it is, is lizards maxwell uh for okay. uh for a rise okay yeah, cause
0: she does the the female that uh, Major is working for in the first episode. Yes, and I was just like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, so the voice for Standalone Complexes Major is the voice of her old commanding officer. Yes, and I was just in, like, in I
0: know that voice. Mm-hmm. I, oh, trust me, I was
1: Nina Williams.
0: <laughs> I was on the I was on Wikipedia. I'm like, what the world is? I'm like, I know that voice. I'm like, oh, she's still doing it, because. Um, the guy who plays Bato is still on Complex. He still plays in. He's still a rock. playing.
1: Yeah, he's still playing Bato. Yes. He is just so fitting. His voice oh, yeah. is. I'm like uh, that voice because the only the only other person I can think of that has a that has a voice like that is the guy who did Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I'm like you hear, you hear you hear you hear those voices is like okay you better stand at attention. <laughs>
0: Yes, I was just like, there's a tone difference to here. I'm like, is it the same? But it's not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but go ahead, uh, Loran. I'm sorry.
1: All right. Uh So yeah. So um. So yeah, the violence, the uh, you know, the action sequence and the violence and stuff, they complement each other. In all honesty, like if if this was toned down violence, I don't think it really would have worked. If this mm-hmm. just wound up becoming your basic cops and robbers fair, it would. It, it, I feel like it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been pulled off excellently. But also, when you look at the manga wasn't afraid to go there. The manga wasn't afraid to show, like, blood and entrails all over the place. So I'm glad that they pulled it over into the actual animated movie for it as well because that's an element that you expect, and uh, and it was great. Uh, the story. Okay, so even with the cyberpunk-ish elements and everything, you, you see you, – most people see cyberpunk, and immediately they think it's going to be high-caliber action and stuff like that. It's a police story. Uh, Section mm-hmm. 9 – they're they're specialized police officers and stuff like that so they still go doing their investigations they have they have a different they have a different way of handling the law and stuff because they have different types of sanctions that the government gives them specially and stuff like that so it's one of those ones where it's like it's like you want sci-fi cops and robbers here it is uh and uh and so i got to say when i when i tell you that my nerd heart was 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 freaking just 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 blown away when I first saw it in ninety-five. Trust me, when um now in twenty twenty, like you gotta think about this movie. Let's see, this movie is 2020. So what is that 35 years now? Uh um no 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 25 years. Twenty five years. Twenty five years, years. yeah. Twenty-five years. And to think that you can turn you can sit down and it's getting ready to be remastered in 4K and released. That you can sit down and still watch this movie, and it will still wow you. It's insane. Uh, you know, um, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex did did some phenomenal things. Uh, uh, mm. And and um, and I was grateful for the revival. Even though it came seven years, it seemed like it was uh, forever after uh, after the original Ghost in the Shell movie. But uh, but the standalone complex has been in our lives for a while, and we owe we owe that one of the greatest anime series to this movie and and the manga that inspired it.
0: And see, I never got a chance to read the manga because
1: it wasn't out here in America. Oh, I have the original graphic novel. Someone someone got it for me from for one of my for for my thirtieth birthday. I wonder. I was uh, about to say Barnes and Nobles.
0: Ugh, I missed them so much. No, no, that was uh no border borders is the borders. one that I missed. Uh Borders, yeah, borders. The spot. <laughs> uh I wonder if Barnes and Noble do have it. I'm, just, I'm gonna see if there's a re-release of Barnes the graphic no, novel. Barnes and Noble probably has it. Okay. Uh because I feel like I feel like the graphic novel is it has more stuff in it than a movie. It does. It does. It does.
1: Ah, Yes. it does. It does. But the but the crazy thing is, like, uh, like, like, be prepared for a, a different art style. Like, you see the because, like, you're seeing pure musumenishiro from mm-hmm. those graphic novels, which was his art style back then. When his stuff started getting trans, uh, transcribed and and brought over to anime and 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 and, and animated films and stuff like that, his yeah. art style changed too. So so as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, his art style in the Ghost in the, in the Ghost in the Shell movie was an evolution of where he was at at that time and standalone complex, even though technically he didn't pin all standalone complex, uh, because, um, he's kind of pseudo retired. He still does things, but, uh, he just doesn't do like the hardcore, the hardcore, like, 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 you know, uh, illustrations and and animations and stuff anymore now, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it's all, but everything is inspired off his design and it's still, it's still amazing cuz
0: yeah cuz when you look at ghost in the shell like the 95 movie it has an american look to it though like it does. the blue eye, the blue eyes of major is just like huh because anime kind of has that long like you kind of big you smiley face kind of anime in the eyes and I was just like no this this literally is. I know it's in Japan, but this literally could be set in America.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I I love the ambiguity of uh, of Japanese anime back then. Now we can we can have we can have talks later about how like how like Western culture kind of like perverted Japanese culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always liked that. I always like that back then. You know, in the back then in the night You know, in the early anime stuff, like it was real easy to say, oh, these could be American characters. Yes. Yes. Oh, now here's some trivia for you. Here's some trivia for you, because even though we know Ghost in the Shell, the movie itself, takes place in Japan, um, the actual city they're in was called Newport City. And Newport City is 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 a fictional city that Masumi Yoshiro has used in Japan for quite a few of his different series. He used it for Dominion Tank Police. Uh, and he used it for one other... I think he used it in... Um, I think it was used in not... Vandred was not his series, but... That name has come up a couple of times before in, in other different works. And now in Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, they just talk about the five main boroughs of, uh, of, uh, of, of Japan. But back then, but back then, you know, it was like Newport City was a fictional city inside the heart of Japan.
0: <laughs> which, which, if you think about it, I'm like, okay, is this a play on New York City? Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, because I'm just like, there's no ports around here besides the one that the boat scene. Yeah. Uh um it, it's so funny now that you mentioned it, I'm like, dang it, why didn't Final Fight come into my mind? <laughs> With Metro series. <laughs> uh. So uh yeah, I like I said, I was a kid when I seen this on public access and it was subtitled. I didn't didn't know what it was, but I was captured by the animation. And I was just like, I'm going to watch all of this. I'm 15 years old watching all of this just amazed. And I had already seen Akira. Like Akira had blue. Akira's a lot to take in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um,
1: and by the way, do and uh, Akira is not cyberpunk. Akira is post-apocalyptic. post apocalypticism uh, So, yes. I, I, I've seen people lump Akira and Ghost in the Shell in the same thing, and I'm like, no. Like the like like the future is still bright in Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell. The, there is no future in Akira.
0: <laughs> Akira is straight destruction. Yeah. Like. And so I'm I and then I rewatched I re-watched, I rewatched it before. Um and then I was just like okay it's still a good movie and then re-watching it now, like really paying attention to a lot of details and stuff. And I'm like, this is such a great movie. A great story, the action is still in place, like mm-hmm. and and like a a, a a cop drama in a sci-fi setting. Mm-hmm. never thought on how that would work, but it does and I'm like th- the box where you just see uh Maruko with the little uh with the guys that her breast is a little bit out, but it's like it's like in a triangle
1: or something um that's the other thing too like you know, like uh, must sure not only was he a great was, was a great illustrator, he was a guy yeah, I could swear like this guy was like a fashion designer. Because, man, she looked like a rock star no matter what.
0: Yes. Yes. Because it, it was just like what you see artists kind of do today, like in music videos and even just, mm-hmm. in, even just in sci-fi and stuff now. He was doing that back then. Back then. Like, a, like America wasn't even touching anything um anime in the style and presentation. Not like that. Not like that. No. No. So he was like really ahead of his time. And so, everybody, it comes to our uh, rating. We're going to recap our rating for this movie. So, Leroy, what is your rating for this? Now, to uh, let everybody know, uh, we have four kind of ways to rate this movie, whether we don't like it, whether it's bad enough, but we're ashamed to admit it, th- the movie is cool, and the movie is just still classic. Like it's still watchable in the best. So, Lara,
1: what is your rating? There's only one rating for me. It's it's still a classic in the in the you best to, possible and way.
0: You have to. Uh, I've got everybody. We've got our hats to rate it. So go ahead, rate it.
1: It's tops for me. Yes, <laughs> yes. I it's tops I, for me. It's, it's like st- like it's it's straight to the front. There's no tipping it down. It's all it's, <laughs> it's,
0: it's Yes, <laughs> it's it's still a classic And um, like I mentioned earlier in the in the beginning that September eighth is the four K USD version. It comes with the four K, the Blu-ray, the DVD, and some other things. I advise everybody to get it. Like I'm I I I'm probably gonna pre-order it. it. Yeah, it's available for pre-order. Okay, okay. Pre-order right now, um, I I think it's like twenty, it may be twenty four or twenty-nine dollars right now. It's standard um, it's
1: standard fare. Yeah. Uh this movie no more than forty no more than forty dollar UHDs. Jeez, <laughs> yeah,
0: and and it's only a it's only a ninety minute movie. So, yeah. um, just watch it; it flies. But the, but everything is just so balanced. So everybody, yes, we we kept this off with a straight cap, like it's a classic for it. Uh, oh yes, but, <laughs> but uh, LeBron, where can we find you at?
1: Okay, you can find me. on You can find me on Twitter at at EXODUS803 X is 803 that's uh that's my gamer tag as well you can find you can follow that uh, and, and hit me up on steam and we can become friends or you can also and also my twitch channel is also X is 803 so uh, so yeah I'm out there I also have a youtube channel that I'm in, that I'm in the process of uh, finalizing, well not finalizing but refining and stuff like that so eventually I'll make announcements uh, where you can find me at but here's a hint though if you uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you will most likely see plugs for my uh, YouTube channel. So so just just stay tuned, and uh, <laughs> and, and I'm always out here to have fun.
0: <laughs> yes, and you guys can find me on Twitter at that brush code. You can check out optional opinion. You can also check out more content here at Brush Rush Games or Brush Rush new name i won't say what it is just yet um, oh, oh re- there's a, oh there's
1: a new name we are having discussions are we are, are are we rebranding oh that's another thing too i'm part of the team now <laughs> yeah i'm part of the yeah. team i'm a contributor for that uh for Boss rush podcast i'm i'm a contributor now like i was it's like my fifth or sixth one now yeah <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know yeah. it's funny you you guys were like you guys are like, you know, let's just invite him to the team. But I have a funny feeling if I tried to decline, y'all would have came and got me and just like shackled me to a desk somewhere or something. You're like, no, you're here. <laughs> you're part of this now.
0: I I I, I would've asked after the kind of kindness of my heart, Lorraine, you be on the show. If you can't make it, that's fine. And I... then
1: and then you would and then you would have drugged me and threw me in the dungeon. <laughs>
0: I... I, I, I would have been like, my thirst. Is <laughs> <for
1: Gina."> <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's something too. I I found I found out that there's some rumblings about eye candy to in my direction. like, uh, what? I'm nothing special. <laughs> I have I have nothing to say about
0: this. We I, we already have our present our our discussions. <laughs> our, I keep my clothes on most of the time. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> But yes everybody um you can find more content here like uh 1v1 um Bus Rush podcast Arsenal X Nintendo Blocks, the definition expression pass Pod and play indie masterclass and there's going to be more content and more shows
1: coming soon there's a so, brand there's a brand new PlayStation centric show coming up yes uh <laughs> guys get ready cross cross (laughs) crossroads that's gonna be my panel
0: (laughs) yes and i will be at work but i would definitely be watching (laughs) it Uh, because i gotta find out when you guys record this stuff and i hope to be a guest on it uh one day because i
1: i love we, we do our we do our first recording next week actually Yes. I
0: mean I work closing, So uh <laughs> so uh everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Do check out Ghost in the Shell. You can find it. Um digitally, uh you guys can probably rent it on your consoles through your TV. Um, but if you don't want to rent it and you wanna own it, wait for this 4K UHD version to come out. I'm getting it, LeBron is getting it. It's still a masterpiece. Oh. Oh, and
1: do do yourself a favor if you can try to try to get the original one there's a ghost in the shell 2.0 which kind of is a is a two, 2008 kind of remastering of it um mm-hmm. they they bring they they add a lot of more cgi elements into it and stuff like that but if i can make the recommendation just try to watch the original 1995 uh version you know as untouched as possible unless of course unless unless of course you're waiting for the the 4k uhd one which i'm excited about yes
0: i because i think my xbox one s does uh 4k in my TV's UHD, so i
1: okay there you uh, go there you go uh,
0: so uh everybody have a great week have a week uh great weekend if there is a movie that you want us to recap let us know you can email us at boss at gmail.com and you can follow us on twitter at bossrushgames. rush games yeah just just, uh, I mean, shout, it, just shout it at me
1: just shout it at me like hey, like hey talk about this one <laughs> And, yeah. and, we will, and we will, and we will, we will, we will see about it. <laughs> yes,
0: and we kind of want to do some retro stuff. We don't want to do like oh, Fast and Furious Eight or something like that. We, we want to kind of do stuff that. Oh no, maybe we should talk about Hobbs and Shaw though.
1: Did you see Hobbs and Shaw?
0: I I seen Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Okay, okay. I feel I would, like
0: I want to talk to you.
1: Oh boy, oh wow, he's got some words for me, oh boy.
0: <laughs> come on. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I I come on, I'm Black Superman. Come on. I, I gotta <laughs> <laughs> everybody, we will see you next time All on right. the
1: <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>